Do you want to stop yelling and have your child listen to? Well, I have exciting news for you. If you're hearing this right now, it means that the doors to mindful parenting are open at mindfulparentingcourse.com. This only happens for a limited time, and it may be perfect for you if you want to be that patient, calm parent, but you're afraid of being walked all over, you're losing it, and you want to be that steady, peaceful parent, you don't have a cohesive method, and you take in bad advice like just count to one, two, three. Mindful parenting is an evidence-based system that not only teaches you how to calm your reactivity, but offers you a ton of personal guidance. A lot of other parenting coaches talk about the best way to respond to your child, but guess what? They don't walk you through the research-proven practices that it really takes to create changes that actually last. Mindful Parenting teaches you the specific steps to create cooperative, loving relationships for life. In Mindful Parenting, you can learn how to stay calm, even if you find yourself shouting hourly now. Be present for your child no matter what they're going through. Resolve conflicts easily without yelling or taking away the iPad. Set limits without your child resenting you for days afterward. And build trust between you and your child so that you avoid misery in the teen years. The doors are open now at mindfulparentingcourse.com. Unlike other programs in Mindful Parenting, we offer one-on-one coaching to every member and weekly drop-in coaching sessions. Don't wait anymore. You and your kids are worth leveling up. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. Your partner is not the problem. The -hmm. problem is the problem. And so if there's a problem like you don't have enough help or you don't get enough time together or whatever it is, then solve the problem. But don't blame the partner. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode 141. I'm talking to Avital Schreiber about when you and your partner disagree on parenting. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. And Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark-Fields, Mindful Mama Mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate calm and peace in their daily lives and create more cooperation in their families. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course, and I'm the author of the upcoming new book, Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. Welcome back, dear listeners. So glad to connect with you. I love this Mindful Mama tribe. I love connecting with you and this tribe in the Facebook group and hearing the wins and your takeaways from the things posted there is so cool. So, and welcome if you're brand new. I'm so glad to have the privilege of being in your ears. I don't take it lightly as you'll see. So I'm so happy you're here. In just a moment, I'm going to be sitting down and talking with Avital Schreiber, the parenting junkie. And she's a mindful parenting coach and an imperfect mom to three little spirited gurus. And she has an amazing YouTube channel 
called The Parenting Junkie, and her work has been published in the Huffington Post and endorsed and recommended by Dr. Shivali Sabari and Dr. Laura Markham. And she helps thousands of parents through her courses and through her blog. So I'm so excited to connect again with Avital. You can find some me on some of her episodes on her YouTube channel. And But today we're going to be talking about what do you do when you and your partner disagree on how to parent your children, right? You may be into peaceful parenting. And, you know, this question gets posed to me all the time. So I'm thrilled to talk to Avital Schreiber, the question of like, you may be into peaceful parenting and your partner may want to punish, for instance, right? So some of the things that you are going to hear Avital say, which are so wonderful, we're going to talk about that essential piece of mindfulness, right? Get curious rather than telling our partners what to do and our partners don't learn through criticism and threats. We talk about why we should be solving the problem rather than blaming and how you must embody the same qualities you want your partner to show your children. So I'm so excited about this conversation. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that coming up really soon, I am going to be, we are, or it might be this week, we are going to be doing the Unmartyr Yourself Challenge. And that is at mindfulmamamentor.com slash unmartyr. And this is for you if you tend to put yourself last. And I will be training you on how to make time for yourself, how to speak your truth skillfully, like we talk about in today's podcast, and how to destroy mommy guilt without ever feeling selfish. And as soon as you sign up, you're going to get access to this awesome Unmartyr Yourself Self-Care Assessment, which is a very eye-opening. So head over to mindfulmamamentor.com slash unmartyr, that's U-N-M-A-R-T-Y-R, to join us. And I'll be joining you live November 12th through 15th of this year. And if you're in the future, hey, you might as well check. Maybe we'll be doing it then. But that's it. So now on to this episode. Avital, thank you so much. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast again. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Andrew. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here too because I am excited to ask you a question that I get asked all the time. And that is, I have a lot of moms who are often interested in practicing mindful parenting. They're practicing to stop using threats and punishment and their partner is not on board. So whichever partner it is, how can a person, one partner who is into peaceful parenting, mindful parenting, convince or talk to or relate with their partner who says, no, we need to be putting our child in timeout and punishing and things like that? Yeah, so that's such a great question. And it's become one of the core focuses of my work because I also got asked it so much and also because I myself was struggling with this. Um, not so much in my case that my partner was against peaceful parenting, but that we just weren't aligning. We weren't, I felt like his parenting style often just didn't kind of match mine or undermined my efforts. And, you know, 
there was, there's a lot of frustration there for a lot of us, right? A lot of frustration. We're talking about two adults coming with completely different baggage, completely different history, all of their own triggers, their own hangups. Uh, we don't know how stable or unstable, connected or unconnected the relationship is prior to kids. Then you throw kids in the mix and it becomes extremely stressful yeah. because the mama bear comes out, right? And I'm, I'm going to be stereotypical here because it's stereotypically moms who are wanting to be peaceful parents and dads who are either disinterested or undermining those efforts or actually telling her, you know, you're too soft, right? You're not raising our kids well. You don't have limits and boundaries or they don't listen to me or to you. But of course, it could be dads. It could be same-sex couples. It applies to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So I myself was struggling with that. And one of the things that happened to me, Hunter, and I'm, I'm sure some people listening to this can relate, is that I spent so much effort on becoming, and I still do, the mom that I would like to be. Mm-hmm which is peaceful, connected, communicative, all of those things, only to find myself treating my husband, (laughs) you know. You like run out of steam. By the end of the day, you're like, I've tried so hard to communicate in such a skillful way. At the end of the day, I'm like, just leave me alone. Right. Is that what happens? Well, just leave me alone or you're doing it wrong or you're, you know, you're criticizing him or controlling him, punishing, right? This kind of all the things that I'm trying not to do with my kids, I'm suddenly doing with my husband, right? Or all of the ways I'm trying not to think of my kids, you know, we're trying to hold their goodness to light Mm -hmm. and we're trying to see them in the most positive way and the most understanding way and suddenly thinking badly of my partner, thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. he's not good enough. Why is he doing this? You know, all of these thoughts can come up for a lot of parents, uh, fears that we chose the wrong partner that they're not a good parent fears that they are um, damaging our children it can really go into those places of "Uh uh-oh this person is not good for our family dynamic Mm. and and that snowballs in a bad way Mm. yeah yeah so that's kind of the scenario just to frame it up but your question was how can we get them on board so just like in peaceful parenting or in mindful parenting we can't start with that end question, right? (laughs) Of how can I get my child to listen to me? How can I just make it work? We have to go way back, way deeper, take a few steps back and re first deconstruct and then reconstruct the foundation of our relationship with our partner. Mm. And that's hard work. And we think parenting's hard. I think this is so much harder because Mm. it's too adults, right? Mm -hmm. So things have already been set in motion and things, wounds have already been buried under so many layers that it's harder, it's deeper work than with a child who's kind of, you know, fresh in the world. And we get to, we get to somewhat start from scratch. Yeah. So you don't have to, you don't have to like kind of turn the train around. You can, (laughs) but, um, Yeah. Yeah. So that is the wrong question. So let me just frame this up for you because the way that I often answer this question Mm -hmm. is just like with our children, we have to recognize that we can't control our partners and that we have to bring the tools of our mindfulness or mindful parenting to the work with our partners where we have to be bring that idea of curiosity to them, start to understand where they're coming from. So is that is that something that goes into this whole idea of deconstructing and, and reconstructing? That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work, and I think it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like anything that's that's worth it, it takes an investment, but it's really well worth it. But yes, at the core of it, that's very much what you're talking about is very much related to the work that uh, goes into becoming what I call peaceful partners, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about peaceful parenting, and what about peaceful partnering? How can you embody the same qualities that you want your partner to embody towards your children, towards Mm -hmm. them. Mm 
And the only way that people really learn is through experience. They mm. don't learn by getting told. They don't mm. learn, certainly not by getting criticized. They certainly don't learn through threats and ultimatums. It just doesn't work. So that's our go-to. Most of us are like, well, if you don't become, you know, if you don't treat our kids well, that you're going to damage them or you're not a good parent because of how you're treating our son or it's not okay to yell. The research says it's bad. Mm -hmm. It's not okay to do timeouts, right? When you say all of those things, what your partner is hearing is you're not good enough. You're not unconditionally loved and accepted Mm -hmm. by me. There's no space for you in our family. We don't love you. We don't, we don't want you know, what you're bringing to the table. So they get defensive, right? They typically are going to get extremely defensive. So the typical scenario is it's not okay to yell. You have to stop yelling. You're not being a good dad. And then he comes back with either attacks back on her, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Well, you are ruining our children because you spoil them. You have no boundaries. You, you know, whatever it is. Um, Or defense with, but I, but I did snuggle them this morning, but I did take them to ice cream yesterday, but I I am, you know, doing my best, right? And then there's no open conversation of how can we actually solve this problem? How can we actually help you to master better skills, to feel better in your role as a parent? How can I inspire you? Yeah, yeah. They're not wanting to listen to you if you come at it with, at them with criticism. I know this because, I mean, Bill and I, he's, he's kind of on board with that. And for me, all of these things I teach are things I absolutely need to learn. You know, I teach what I need to learn and it's been challenging for me. And so I take this, I'm the one who's like, I want to fall back on threats when I'm totally frustrated. And he'll be like, try to kind of gently, he'll be try to remind me. And, and that makes me so incensed. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm I'm getting better at it, but it's hard. It's hard to hear a criticism that you're not doing it well. So, so this was something you struggled with in your own relationship. A hundred percent. Cause I tend towards very critical. I do. Mm. I tend towards nitpicking and controlling and saying, you're not doing it right. Especially look, I mean, I call my business the parenting junkie because I'm a junkie for this stuff and I'm always reading it. And I'm, it's very easy to go down an arrogant path and be like, I've read the research and I've read the books. and I'm, But of course, I'm the one struggling with all of this and I'm the one trying to learn it as well. Mm. And so is he. And so rather than really just focusing on my own work it's so much easier for me to point out everything that he might be doing wrong you because know? it's so much easier to see in someone else too like it's harder to see it in yourself so but then when you see it and in fact like when I'm teaching mindful parenting we say you know we we ask people to look go to the the playground and listen for the, like the things that you shouldn't say right and be, so we can see it in our partner so much more easily than we see it in ourselves so that it's easy to yeah. become critical, but so it's magnified. No, right? don't, don't become critical. You're saying, I'm saying that that's counterproductive. Yeah. It's inevitable. Like you're going to feel <laughs> criticism and that's okay, but it's on you to channel that into something more productive. And I think that taking of criticism fast, I call it, you know, a blame fast <laughs> or criticism, really just going off criticism altogether for a period and really focusing because you have to focus on safety. And you can't create safety in a home. Your partner can't feel safe to open up to you if there is criticism coming up at them all the time. They're on the defensive. So it's just really ineffective. That's the main thing that I want you Mm. to realize about that is, yes, it's tempting. It's inevitable. It's what we're all doing all the time. We keep criticizing our partners. But that's not going to get you where you want to go. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. 
This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And the season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Mm -hmm. Breathe. I'm interrupting the podcast to invite you to imagine listening to the ocean and feeling the warm breeze on your face. Imagine seeing little monkeys and smelling the fragrance of a tropical orchid while looking out at a vista of islands and endless ocean. This will be your reality when you join me for the Mindful Mama Costa Rica retreat next April. We'll be staying in a luxurious private estate which has a view to the beach over the rainforest canopy from every room, as well as from the yoga porch and the infinity pool. Join me and other mindful mamas with each day designed to have a perfect balance of time for yoga, mindfulness, discussion, and free and open time so you can either make it adventurous, go hiking, learn to surf, kayak through the mangroves, go ziplining or more, or make it relaxing. Instead of adventures, relax poolside or wander down to the beach. We'll start each day with meditation and all levels yoga on the yoga porch. Every afternoon, we'll come together for guided relaxation and coaching and discussion with me. Locally sourced foods will be served at breakfast and dinner by our talented in-house chef. If you want to get away from everything and take the break that I know you deserve, join me. We have limited spots available, so now is the time to reserve at mindfulmamamentor.com slash Costa Rica or email me at hunter at mindfulmamamentor.com. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash Costa Rica 
or email me at hunter at mindfulmamamentor.com. I can't wait for you to join me there. So we don't want to criticize. So then we still see they still want to do use timeouts. They mm-hmm. still want to use mm-hmm. punishment and threats. How do we start this conversation about all the things we've learned? Because we're so into it. How do we start that conversation with our partner in a way that they, they can really hear what we're saying? Right. So that's a really great question. And I think there's a few things that come into it. The first is, I like to say, show and don't tell, Yeah. right? So Just first, like with our kids. Exactly. Just like with our kids, folks. We have to model. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, the more you tell someone about, oh, I read this book and I saw this research and et cetera, et cetera, they're kind of switching off to you because they feel lectured at mm-hmm. and they feel like you're trying to teach them and it, mm-hmm. it inevitably can can you know we're all triggered by this because of school it's like a school wound (laughs) we don't want to be taught like we don't want to be taught and we don't want you coming with your arrogance telling me what to do so what happens when we lecture at someone and teach them is a polarizing effect where if your partner was let's say in the mainstream kind of authoritarian parenting camp and you'll say more crunchy and holistic and you know one of the arguments that I often hear is I want to co-sleep and he doesn't want to co-sleep he won't he's he's against that for example or right I don't want to punish and he wants to use timeouts what do we do so Let's use the timeouts, for example. If you come and lecture at your partner, if you criticize them, and if you then tell them, hey, this is what the research says and you're doing it wrong, etc., not only are they on the defensive, but it actually polarizes them further into their stance because you can find research for everything, right? Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not saying that mindful parenting and peaceful parenting isn't the correct way. I believe that it is much more ideal, but I'm just saying it's so easy to make an argument in alternative directions when you don't want to listen Mm -hmm. and what then happens is you polarize into each of your stance and you Mm -hmm. get further and further away from each other what I find a lot more effective is when we want to influence someone there needs to be a sense of reciprocity there needs to be a sense that we're giving to them and that we're validating their standpoint and this isn't manipulation right Mm -hmm. this has to be genuine it has to be authentic and we have to come and say we really do need to take a moment to step into their shoes now if you step into your partner's shoes and you can ask yourself why is my partner so gung-ho about time out Well, my partner was put in timeouts when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. My partner sees other parents around us using timeouts. My partner has fears about my child being too spoiled or bratty or talking back to them. My partner feels really powerless in that moment when the kid is doing something Mm -hmm. he's not supposed to do and he doesn't know what else is possible. Mm -hmm. So when we start to really get into my partner's shoes, a deep empathic stance, we can be compassionate for that. And we can say, hey, babe, I totally get why you want to do timeouts. And you know Mm -hmm. what? I even relate to you. I myself also sometimes just want to stick the kid in a room and walk away. (laughs) I have that impulse too, right? So now I can start to show my partner that I'm not polarized against him. I'm actually coming alongside him. His Mm -hmm. viewpoint makes sense. What we tend to do in an argument is tell our partners that they don't make sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they're just stuck on showing and proving that they do make sense. And we're stuck in this standoff, right? It's the the two fists, Mm -hmm. right? Against each other. You have to take one fist away for there to be any action altogether. Exactly. I love this. It's yes. a power struggle. Yeah. So rather than saying you don't make sense, you're wrong, we're saying you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Timeouts are really attractive. They are tempting. Yeah. I get it. I also feel triggered. I also feel that anger bubble up inside me. I also want to, you know, yell at my kid. 
you are okay in thinking that. Yeah. Right? So first we come alongside them. And then they might be open to an actual mm. conversation. They mm. might be feeling safe enough to be vulnerable, to be like, yeah, you know, it's true. Timeouts do feel tempting, but I sometimes don't feel so great when I do them. Mm. Right? Now I'm painting a little bit of a quick utopian yeah, picture. Yeah. It's going to take a lot more conversations than that. But the point is that we want to create safety where that person feels they're not mad. They're not crazy. Mm-hmm. They're not weird or wrong. Mm-hmm. They do make sense. And we're with them right there alongside them. We can relate. And together, we want to explore alternative options. So once we get there, we can say, you know, babe, but the thing that I found with timeouts or the things that I've read, they've really sparked my curiosity in another direction. They've really opened my mind to the possibility that maybe it's the wrong thing. You know, mm-hmm. just like in the 60s, they thought smoking was healthy. And today we know that's completely wrong. I don't know, maybe timeouts are also one of those things that we used to think it was the best tool, but now we know a little better. Mm -hmm. Would you be open to exploring some of these things that I'm learning? Mm -hmm. And really phrasing it up as I'm learning, I'm an eternal student, I don't have all the answers, I'm not Mm -hmm. teaching you, Mm -hmm. but together, Mm -hmm. hey, babe, can we read this article together? Can we watch this video together? Can we listen to this podcast Mm -hmm. together? And let's just discuss it. Let's debate it leaving it open like that rather than saying, I'm going to tell you what to do because you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. So this is beautiful. So what you're saying is, is that whole thing, like get curious, get curious about where they're coming from, step into their shoes, try to understand them. And and of course, like if you were talking to me that way and you were coming from a side that, you know, is opposite maybe of my side and and you started to really try to understand where I was coming from, yeah, that natural, innate human reciprocity would certainly kick in where I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll try to understand your side too. I mean, I think this sounds like a much more effective tack than any I've thought of (laughs) so far. So this is wonderful. Thank you. I know it's going to be so helpful. We usually get to those conversations also at the wrong time when Mm, we're both already angry. We're doing it in front of the kids when we're rushing out the house when it's time to go and he's yelling at you, but uh, the kid's not listening to me. You always let them off the hook. You never blah, blah, blah. And then... We're trying to say, well, you're you're so angry and aggressive. You're damaging our child. You're you're going to cause brain damage. You're going to cause you know trauma. And oh, there's no way that we could possibly get <laughs> yeah. any type of legwork. Where we can't get what we want from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. We all get that. Like it's okay. It's okay to yell at each other in those scenarios. Just know that if you're trying to get on the same page with your partner, that tactic will never lead you there so you're gonna have to layer onto that in addition the conversations that happen when you're connected so it's just like with a kid you've got to connect first so if you're coming at your partner with you just yelled at our child I won't let you yell at my child that way I need to protect him from you or whatever it is right Mm. if it becomes that kind of intense interaction we're, we're disconnected and again we're just never gonna he's we're never gonna get through so again it's about connection you know I always advise people like take time And to set the stage for success, right? Mm -hmm. If you're snuggled on the couch and you're Mm -hmm. drinking something Mm -hmm. yummy and your bodies are relaxed and your nervous system is calm and you're communicating through your body language, vulnerability, connection, I see your goodness, I believe in your light, I'm on the same page as you. Not these ultimatums of, well, if you don't do this, I'm leaving, you're a terrible father, etc. Those won't get us anywhere. It's all the connection that's going to get us to really 
having any influence over our partner and being able to inspire them to actually be excited about what we're learning and what we're discovering. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like what we were talking about before the podcast recording, where we're talking about the emotional bank account. It's the same with our relationship bank account. It's the same with our partners too. We have to like put deposits in the relationship bank account. If we're going to have a withdrawal, like if we're going to, you know, having a conversation that's saying, you know, I think maybe your timeouts or your yelling are kind of damaging my child. That's a big withdrawal in that relationship bank account. So we need to put those deposits in first. So we have to really kind of take a step back. And so you're saying, you know, and look at that big picture of like, are we connecting? You know, it's amazing how these principles are so universal, isn't it? With our kids and our partners and everyone we work with, like we have to connect on a soul to soul level. We have to say, I, I see you and I hear you. You know, we have to practice listening before we're going to be listened to, you know, before they're going to listen to us. We have to give what we want to receive all of that stuff. It's all so true with our relationships. Yeah. Have you, have you seen the parenting values kind of pulling couples apart? I mean, I imagine that there are couples where it just becomes an, you know, something that pulls them apart as if, if, if it doesn't draw them together, you know? Oh, 100%. And it's, it's kind of a hidden tragedy, I think, of the mindful parenting movement is that when it's not translated properly within the adult relationship, it definitely can. And Mm -hmm. I see this in a big way like I've done surveys of hundreds of parents and they're saying my relationship's gone from you know five satisfaction to zero satisfaction now because I you know see my partner as a threat to my children or as a threat to right so that disconnect and unfortunately when we don't apply the same mindfulness tools to the adult relationship it will end like it will either literally end or just the connection will end and we'll feel kind of trapped in a in a loveless situation or even in a very stressful situation because it doesn't you know it doesn't support the holistic values of that you're trying to promote within your parenting if you're not treating your partner with that same level of respect and peace and understanding and patience then yeah it can really snowball in the wrong direction so I definitely do see that so what happens for families and when we have small children And especially if maybe one parent is working and one parent is staying home, it can feel like, like we always hear this advice of like, go on your date nights, like nurture your relationship and things like that. But it can feel impossible to do that, you know? I mean, so if we're trying to create a connection, we're trying to put in deposits into that relationship bank account, but we're feeling super stressed. And, you know, maybe the listener feels like they never see their partner or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, how can they put the, build that, make the relationship stronger if it's needing that? And they, they're not, they don't feel like they have time. Yeah. So I think one hack is Rather than putting in time and, you know, the technical external things, which are great if you can do date nights and all of that, that's fantastic. But I, for one, you know, I'm married to a doctor who's been in training for the last five years and I hardly see my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, So I totally get that idea of we don't have enough time. But what's kind of saved me in a way is addressing the internal narrative. Hmm. The internal Mm -hmm. narrative of many stay-at-home moms is a narrative of victimhood. 
It's a narrative that says, I'm stuck at home with the kids. I deal with everything. I shoulder all of the emotional labor in the home and you are out gallivanting at your, you know, business meetings or whatever it is. You get to live the high life. And when you come home, you don't even help me with household chores and you, you yell at the kids and your presence is just negative in our lives. The narrative of victimhood is extremely insidious and depleting to relationships because no partner look the the guy you married or the girl you married or your partner they didn't marry you to make you feel miserable mm-hmm. they i'm saying marriage but of course whatever your arrangement is they married you because they want to be your hero they married you because they want to be on a team with you because they want you to always see that goodness in them like you did when you chose them. And we actually have to actively make that choice. We have to actively make the choice that we are aware that we're choosing, that we're choosing this life, we're choosing to be home with our children or we're choosing to be working or whatever it is, we're choosing as a family, as a team, that you are now investing in this part of your career and I'm investing in this part of our life and I take on this and if something in our arrangement is a problem then we problem solve so the problems are the issues at hand not the people Mm -hmm. right your partner is not the problem the -hmm. problem is the problem and so if there's a problem like you don't have enough help or you don't get enough time together or whatever it is then solve the problem but don't blame the partner the blame game the victim game that I'm working harder than you or I'm doing more than you or you're not on my team I think that's actually what tears apart the fabric of the relationship rather than not enough date nights like you can get by with not enough date nights for years as long as you're holding each other's goodness to light as long as you feel like we're doing all of this to build something together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like your your partner could be a military man and he's off for six months at a time but you've made that choice together whether initially or, you know, in hindsight. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt 
free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Yeah. Right? And so, so like saying like, if you're the partner that's staying home and and you're feeling overwhelmed, I mean, I really appreciate what you're saying because that if you're, you know, to say, oh, I never have enough time. I have to do everything. And, and we hear a lot of that, you know, a lot of that kind of victimhood mm-hmm. feeling of like, oh, I never get to do anything. Oh, I, I can't afford a babysitter. I can't do this. And the the truth is like, yeah, all those things might be true. But the, the truth is also that we are in partnerships. We're maybe, and maybe you have a single family, but we're in relationship with all kinds of people in our life. We're creative human beings. And every single moment of life is there is constant change. Every single moment of life. And just changing that inner attitude from I'm stuck that story from I'm stuck. I mean, if we are thinking to ourselves, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck all the time. Yeah, you're going to be totally stuck. But if you actually realize that, well, no, life is constantly changing in every single moment, you are changing your circumstances. Everything is always changing all the time. Then you realize that even just changing your personal narrative to, all right, right now, this feels crappy and but I can do something about it, then things open up for you. I mean, it's amazing. Like we have so we have so much more power as if we can change that inner narrative, that that inner story, you know, then we can start to that the things in the outside, you know, then you you know, you start to see places where yes, you can make change 100%. And you have to be a creative individual. Mm -hmm. You are the creator of your life. Yes. You are the creator of your Amen, life, sister. right? And it's 100% what you're saying. You're stuck in scarcity, you'll stay in scarcity. You want yes. abundance, get abundance. Like, focus on that. So if your husband's not helping you out around the house, get creative, right? Maybe you can afford help, but you're, for some reason, not taking it because of some story in your head. Or maybe you can't afford help, but you can barter help. Or you yeah. can downsize your living area yeah. so that you don't have so much work. Or you can go get a job and with that same money, pay for help, etc. So, you know, there are so many ways to live. Yeah. But typically, if you're unhappy with how you're living, it's because there's something misaligned. It's not because of your partner. It's yeah. blaming is going to keep you stuck. It's going to keep you in victimhood. So you have you have this situation where your husband is gone a mm-hmm. lot because of our insane mm-hmm. medical system training mm-hmm. system. Yes. Um, how do you keep your relationship strong? What you know, what do you what do you guys do? Well, I feel like we've been, you know, putting a lot of deposits in that emotional bank account over the years. But I think really what I just said is the main way that we keep our relationship strong during this particular period of time where we're very much... Oh, yeah. You have a three-month-old at yeah, the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big... On our personal life, it's a big stretch right now. I run a business. My husband is gone all week. He's only home on the weekends. Oh um, and we have four children under the age of eight. And we're far away from family and friends. So our living experiences, you know, all of that. But if I was focused on that, I would probably be depressed and disempowered and frustrated and feeling like, you know, like my life sucks and it's difficult. But instead, I can focus on all the creative ways that we can, you know, first of all, that I can make my day work for myself, right? So I've hired more help. 
and I, you know, I've connected to different people in, in our community, it's very important to realize that one person cannot fulfill all your needs, cannot be there for mm. you 100% of the time, and can't even fulfill all the parenting needs. I think it's a complete lie that children just need those two parents. I think children oh, need... Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know that I feel like the whole attachment parenting thing had wonderful things to say as far as in, in many ways, but it's totally messed people up in a lot of ways about like, I have to be the one and only for my child. And I, uh, that's simply not true. Like children need a whole village. community. Uh-huh. They need a whole village. Like Hillary Clinton said. It's a terrible message. I think yes. that is really, and I love the actual practices of attachment parenting, but that message I really revolt against because like you're saying, it puts the most intense pressure on one person it's unfair to the person and to the children and it's unsustainable yeah so i really really work hard to find other adults who can be meaningful members of my children's lives i don't think it has to be my partner and me all the time Mm. so you know and and i think parents should stay in their zone of genius like if you are the type of person who loves doing lego and that's what you can give your kids do that if you're the type of person who it's feeding them in your healthy creative way that's your love language that's how you can connect to them if you're the type of person who just really organizes their schedule and makes sure that they are getting a great you know time and whatever it is that that you bring to the table, bring Mm. that to the table, Mm. but then really try to outsource and barter and create community Mm. around you of other people who can bring the other things. I think often our marriages are under pressure because we feel like children need so many different things and it's just you and me, buddy, you know, not to Mm. even mention single parents, of course, where it's even more so. But then we feel like our partner has to do all the things that we can't do. Like, hey, I don't like roughhousing, you have to do it. Like, right, you have Mm. to fill in all Mm -hmm. these blanks. But it's too much. It's too much. Mm. I love this. I think that you're giving permission. And to take that pressure off one person is can free up energy for the relationship and to take the pressure off the relationship and to, to just take a step back, you know, for the listener, you can look back at yourself and say, am I expecting my partner to be everything and do everything? for me and for the kids and everything. And and instead, can I look at what, you know, he's strong in, she's strong in, and, and focus on that. I, you know, I've heard that, that advice to focus on your strengths in business, but I love that you're saying focus on your strengths at home because that's brilliant. That makes a lot of sense. Like, yes, let's get help in the areas where we need help. And, and you know what? Nobody's going to, you don't have to be everything and do everything like we can beg barter get some yes, help for yes. the places where we we do need help like I wasn't so great with like really young kids and and being with them like for hours and hours a day it really made a huge difference in all of our lives it made my my kids lives better my lives better when I found this homeschooler kid who came over and and took my baby for walks for a couple yes. hours every day I mean yes. it made a huge difference Oh my gosh, I really think, like you said, we have to give ourselves permission. Yes. Yes. To, and, and you know what? I think it's so good for kids. I think it's so good. My kids crave different types of relationships, different types of attention, the types of things that I can't always get. You know, I'm just one person. I have some strengths, but I have many weaknesses. And so I'll just give you some examples of that. I've gotten help recently. So this is paid, but I've gotten help with cooking. 
right? And it took mm-hmm. me a long time to get over the fact that I don't like cooking. It's not my area of genius. It isn't soothing for me. And I would rather spend the time doing other things, even if it's working, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, for example, I've gotten help with household work and cooking, and I've let that go. I have connected with other moms who, for example, one of them loves talking about history and, you know, all these fun facts and interesting conversations that I just, I'm so bored by, but my son loves that kind of conversation and he needs that. Okay, I know he's getting that need filled, not by me, right? When my husband comes home on the weekends, hey, you know, it would be natural for me. And in the beginning, I was like, okay, here you go. Here's our four children. Off you go. You haven't seen them all week. So now you're the parent, right? Like I'm not here anymore kind of thing. (laughs) But that put way too much pressure on my husband and on our relationship. We weren't enjoying the weekend. So we kind of really sat down. And this is another thing is you have to be preventative. You can't Mm. keep putting out fires. You've got to sit down and say, hey, I've noticed a pattern. Our bedtimes aren't fun. Or, and the red flag is it's not fun, okay? If your weekends aren't mm. fun, if your vacations aren't fun, if your holidays aren't fun, if your bedtimes or morning routines are not fun, it's time to get creative. What would make them fun? Hey, maybe it's screen time, you know? Maybe you're not allowing any screen time in your home and you're being so strict about that. At what expense, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe if you did stick a movie on Sunday mornings and you got to have a beautiful breakfast with your husband, it would be totally <laughs> worth this right you have to make that go find your kids (laughs) exactly so we hold on so tight to certain principles and we don't realize that other very core areas of our lives are disintegrating because we're holding on to this like it has to all be me or I can't pay for it because I can't afford it or screen time is damaging so we shouldn't do that or babysitters aren't exactly exactly perfect exactly how I want them so I can't have them all these different stories and narratives we Mm. have in our head that prevent us from creating the type of flow the type of life and the type of support that we definitely do need and that our kids thrive on so yeah if you're not enjoying your time in whatever area it is. I love that. That, that that's a red flag. That's a, a really, I love that. The red flag is that it's not fun. And that, I love that you're also saying like, your life should be fun. You know, <laughs> like life yes. should be fun. Like you should have some fun in your life. Like sometimes, you know, I come, my, my clients come to me and they're, they're, nothing's fun because they're so under the gun and they're under, they're putting so much pressure on themselves and things like that. And to say here, like, yeah, you know what? Maybe those are red flags saying that you can make some choices about how you are creating your life. And I think that hopefully this conversation will spark some some conversations between between partners about this because yeah, I mean, no, not every moment's going to be fun, but but if there's a pattern then then that's a problem like if you're suffering then we can take steps to relieve that suffering absolutely yeah exactly and we want both partners to be having fun like yes. we want so it's helpful to just ask hey what would make your life a life that you love what's your ideal day what do yeah. you need in order to enjoy the time with the kids or see what, do you what need, the right? vision is like have that vision for what you want and then then once you know what that ideal is, then you can work towards it. It's a wonderful idea to do an ideal day visualization. I mean, I've done that in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. I think it, you need to know what you what you want. And then you can take steps bit by bit towards that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So this has been so great, Avital. I love talking to you about this. Um, we, we talked about couples aligning over, misaligning over parenting values and and how to bring that, you know, and what you're talking about here is really like 
taking the middle path and taking the things we learn with our kids, like, you know, being curious about where they're from and, and all that right into, into our relationship too. So for the listener, any, any final advice or, or tips on, on how that they can make their relationship more nourishing and, and more fun? <laughs> yeah. You know, just, I'll say just one thing that I, I always kind of start with. So this is to go to the beginning is that in order to get, I think, to make headway on any project in life that's important to us, we have to be all in. Mm. You have to be truly committed. Now, even if you're theoretically committed and married, if you're entertaining thoughts of, oh, you know, this is just how it is, or I can't improve it, or this isn't going in a good direction, or even actual thoughts of maybe we should separate, maybe we're we're the wrong people. Of course, separation is on the table. People can make that choice. But I always say to people, unless your bags are packed and the papers are signed, you have to take that off the table. You have to not be thinking about what if it doesn't work or he's the wrong person or did I make a mistake? You really have to stop entertaining any kind of thoughts of any kind of exits, right? Mm. Any kind of outs. Because if you want to make this work, just like any other project in your life, when you're building a house, when you're building a business, when you're trying to get fit, when you're trying to create a a work of art, you need to put all your focus onto it, commit and stay consistent in your intention and in your investment in that project. Mm. And so if you want your marriage to look a certain way, if you want your partnership to feel like a peaceful partnership, if you want your parenting to be peaceful parenting, you need to turn in towards that project. You need to really give it that thought, plan it out, and then take those baby steps, step by step, day by day, and just realize this is a lifelong process. So we're, you know, I'm committed to it. And what that means is that I'm, you know, kind of keeping my head down and staying focused on my end goal and keeping to put in and build on that. And if you think of kind of like an investment in, in, in you know, stocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have the, to invest your energy and time into this too. If exactly. It's important to you. But then there's that compound interest and uh, you don't notice how you just invest a few dollars every week or whatever. And in the end, you're a millionaire, right? Mm-hmm. So, but that takes years of committed, consistent patience and investment and we're used to quick fixes right in our society we're used to the hollywood story and Mm. the the princess and the prince and prince charming and when it suddenly gets frustrating when we have little kids we're like well it was a mistake right or well we can't make this work no you can make it work but you you're going to need to continuously put in the energy that you want to get out of it as well Yay. Yeah, I think that I think that's true. That's wonderful. So I think, you know, dear listener, you know, we've got there's this what we're asking you to do is just to take some steps back, maybe even do some journaling, go for a walk on your own. Think about these things like where where are you and your partner? How can you, you know, communicate more effectively? And what do you want? What do you see? What does your idea look like? I think that's such a great question to ask. And and that's wonderful. So Avital, you have a course about this that you, you teach. Do you want to yeah. share how people can get in touch with you uh, in this relationship area? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you go to theparentingjunkie.com slash masterclass, you can actually take my free training on this, which is about three secrets to transform your relationship to one of connection and trust and teamwork. And that will give you really some insights on how you can get going straight away, some mindset shifts that you need to to consider. And then at the end of that, I'll explain about our parent in love course, which is a deep 
really deep dive, very uh, transformative for relationships. So it's kind of, I say, you know, it's how you can transform your relationship without dragging your partner to therapy. And that's not to knock therapy. You know, I think therapy is great, but this is actually a self-study course. It's not for couples. It's individual work because I believe that just like to transform the child, you transform the parent. Mm -hmm. I actually don't think it takes two to tango in a relationship. I think you first transform yourself and you work on yourself and you will just watch the magic unfold with your partner because you could you've changed your energy field and now they will rise and match you so yeah that's a whole kind of that's cool so so and we'll have um we'll have links in the show notes Amita thank you so much I really appreciate the work that you do um I I don't know listener if you notice the sound quality might be a little bit different because Avital and I are actually talking in person, which is Yay. so cool, hanging out in her studio and got to meet little baby, which yeah. is so adorable. But thank you for the work that you do with Parenting Junkie and the, you know, the the presence that you bring to your work and the energy and the heart that you bring to it. It's really beautiful to see. Thank and I, I really appreciate it. I know you're making a difference for so many people. It's really great. Right back at you. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I love what Avital has to say about solve the problem rather than blame, right? Like, okay. And, and of course, like, you know, our partners don't learn through criticism or threats anymore than our children do. It makes so much sense, right? So there's our work. There's our work to do. If you want support with your conversations with your partner, if you want support in transforming your parenting, My group coaching programs are opening up very soon. I'm enrolling them now and we can hop on the phone to see if you're a good fit for that. And you can find out more about that at mindfulmamamentor.com slash group coaching. And to lead that all off, I'm going to be doing an Unmartyr Yourself training and we are going to be talking about how to speak your truth skillfully in this live training session. And you're going to learn to destroy mommy guilt, make time for yourself. And when you head over to mindfulmamamentor.com slash unmartyr, you can get started instantly with this incredibly eye-opening self-care assessment that you can print out and do. I've had people tell me the stories about the changes that have resulted just from them doing that assessment. So go ahead and check that out. Join us. Be part of it at mindfulmamamentor.com slash unmartyr. And I look forward to seeing you there, learning more from you. If you want to go deeper, you want to work with me for five months and really turn things around for good, do the work that changes everything. Check out the group coaching program. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash group coaching. So I'd love to talk to you about that. And then I wish you a beautiful week. I thank you for your ears. Thank you for your time. I'm so glad that you're using this time to fill yourself up with media that waters your good seeds and that promotes more peace because truly as you create more peace in yourself you do create more peace for everyone it is absolutely true so when you do this and fill yourself up with these good seeds you're you're doing us all a solid so thank you thank you i'm wishing you a beautiful week i just feel you in my heart i'm glad you're here and i can't wait to talk to you again soon namaste
thank you to DJ Taz Rashid for this wonderful song, Inspiration Drive. Go ahead and download his album, Live in Love, on Apple Music or on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.